from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. This is the best beer show on the internet. Sure is. All right. Did I say uh, that two, two episodes in a row now? Uh, yeah, yeah, you sure did. But uh, even maybe uh, three, <laughs> maybe three episodes in a row. Which uh, I mean, that's becoming that's that's damn close to becoming a catchphrase. Then so you want me to stop saying it? You better you better fix something. <laughs> All right, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot of support uh, homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the fur link above our homepage and or, or use Blind Dash Ginger Dash Studios at checkout and join today. I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoffman Rail Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, Phil Feldman, and Tyler Romanski. If you'd like to be on Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash studios. Click on the patron link on our homepage and join today. Uh, becoming a patron gives you access to cool things like this live stream that we're doing. Well, I mean, we do every week. You guys get access to the episodes early um, and get to interact in the live chat when that's happening which is usually every week, so. All right, Brian, what have you been up to beer-related lately, my friend? So I thought of this right after I said I didn't have anything last episode. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, we went to Bald Man Brewing. Yeah, we did. We went to the escape room. Yeah, I um, totally forgot about that. Yeah, you did your first yeah. escape room. We, uh, we broke your escape room virginity and then went to Bald Man. That was really exciting. I had a really great time. I, d- I don't feel like I contributed a ton to the escape room. Um, like there were two very like meathead things that that I did that helped, and that's pretty <laughs> par pretty par for the. Hey course. man, those two things are great. Like half the time, I'm not sure I actually contribute anything, but I love them. They're so much fun. Yeah, it was that was pretty exciting. But then we went because we were at the Mall of America, which. I we had like a sushi roll and two beers and it was like sixty five bucks. It's so expensive. It was so bad, and so we were like, okay, we're getting the hell out of this mall, and we went to Bald Man Brewing, which is in Egan, Minnesota, and I remember looking around in the brewery and just seeing like, let's see, exposed beams, um, you know, like lights hanging. I don't know, whatever the decor looked, and just I looked the at your standard brewery. Yeah, and I was like, I bet this brewery opened around 2016 or 2017, just based on like what it looked like inside. <laughs> and I totally nailed it. So. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I was building breweries around then. <laughs> I've only been in you know 5,000 breweries. And I've, you know. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah, I still thought it was really exciting. The place was packed. Um, it looked really cool. Um, they had cool, um, good beers and. It was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, as usual, we ran into somebody I know, which was is always interesting. But, yeah. yeah. What about you? Anything beer-related? Well, so, you know how sometimes you're just, you're sitting and, like, a thing, like, you, you think of it, and you just, you, you can't, you can't stop thinking of it, so you spend most of a day where you're supposed to be working researching this thing instead and then yeah. like diving into that well i'm brewing a mead now uh, oh yeah 
the honey's I mean, uh, the, the honey's here. We're gonna we're gonna have it uh, lay down uh, while I'm gone in New Zealand, and yeah, we'll have a we'll have a nice like lightly carbonated meat on tap for the summer. I don't like. Here's what I've always thought though about that is that it's 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 mead making, yes. not mead mead brewing, right? Like true. That, it's, like it's wine it's making. Mead, yeah. You're going to take an old jug and you're going to pour some honey in there with some water and some yeast and probably some yeast nutrient. And then you're just going to go sit in the corner. Well, that's not what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, I'm going to uh, I'm going to hold it at a very specific temperature for a while. And <laughs> I'm going to apply modern brewing practices to my mead making instead of just sitting it in a, <laughs> in a corner. I got to ask. And. I know for me, I've like for years, I'm like, I should make a mead. I should make a mead. I really like mead. But why did it take you so long? I don't know. No, honestly, no idea. Um, it, it I'm, should, surprised. I, I'm looking at like, I've, I've been like planning out the brew day and stuff, or I guess mead making day. And it's going to take me like two hours start to finish. I should have done this. Should have done this years ago. <laughs> Why the hell are we on a mead making podcast? <laughs> um, no, so I've I've been following this uh, this meadery on YouTube for a while, uh, Grownfell Meadery, and a couple years ago, uh, well, COVID year, twenty twenty, I ordered a ton of mead for that from them because uh, they do sixteen ounce cans. And it uh, for the uh, for the backyard Ren Fest, and I ordered a bunch of different kinds of their mead, and they were all awesome, and they were super cool. And so I was thinking about them. I was thinking about ordering mead. I'm like, fucking, they they give us all of the all of the homebrew recipes. He has a ton of content out on like answering mead maker questions and giving advice on different things. I should just make the damn mead. So I, I, I bought a bunch of – I bought nine pounds of wildflower honey and a bunch of yeast, and I'm going to make a mead. And That's I, the only prohibitive thing, I think, about the – Oh, it's expensive as shit. Is that, yeah, like your orange blossom honey is, is supposedly the best. Like you're supposed to avoid buckwheat honey. Um, well, I think it depends on what flavor you're going for. True. Um, this, uh, this wildflower is kind of a darker honey, which I'm pretty excited about. He has some, they, they have some recipes for like oak age meads and things like that. Um, all of the meads that I had from them were really good. Some hop meads and, um, and I like that they were all carbonated. That was the, up to that, up until I had his meads, the only thing I'd ever had were still meads. And so they're very wine-like. As soon as you carbonate it, it or even lightly, it's more of a... My uh, a beer like beverage to me. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember though the that's the day we discovered that yes, indeed, our phones are spying on us because we were sitting around a campfire in your backyard and we were talking about some mead, and then later there was ads for this mead on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. a long time ago. I was like, oh god, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're gonna have a couple of mead episodes coming up, which I'm pretty excited nice. about. I'm excited about that too. Yeah, something new, something different. Um, yeah, uh, just more things to get excited about, I suppose. And to completely just 
hit that, hit those brakes and turn back around and let's talk about beer for a minute. We're going to get deep into something today. We're talking about recipe conversion, specifically going from extract to all grain. We're not talking about scaling, recipe scaling. That's a whole other, other thing. Oh yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, even the tools yeah, the that are out there. Is bitch. It's nonlinear. <laughs> Um, and there are tools out there for recipe conversion, but it's kind of nice to know the science behind it to see if you know, it's just a, so you have a general idea of where the where the flip should be, right? So Brian, off the top of the head, why would we want to convert recipes either from extract to all grain or all grain to extract? Extract to all grain, um, more better flavor. Um, and vice versa, um, time, uh, and money, honestly, I think are the, the, just off the top of my head. There's, it's you know, a lot easier to just, uh, skip the whole mash part and just boil some extract. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I've, I, there were a handful of times where there was a, I don't know, a, a beer for like a certain occasion that I was brewing for somebody that. I was like, I'm just going to do the, I'm just going to go ahead and do the extract version. It'll take less time. It's easy, simple, less cleanup. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, the other way is uh, maybe you're not ready to do all grain yet, but you're listening to shows or finding recipes on online and you want to start like recipe formulating, uh, being able to kind of switch those from all grain to extract or vice versa. It's very helpful. Or if you find um, I've, I've noticed a few breweries online, like they'll give homebrew recipes of their beers, but give the extract versions and not the all grain version. Like as like, I guess, like a layer of obscurity. That doesn't make any sense. Um, no, it doesn't. But I've seen it. Um, and so being able to try to like pull that back and figure out um what what ratios and stuff they're using is kind of fun. So we're gonna start with the extract to all grain, um, because the all grain to extract is immensely easier. Um, but the first thing you need to do is you need to figure out the grist. This is the hardest thing the entire thing. Like there is the other thing you're going to have to scale is, uh, your, your hop, uh, your hopping rates. But that's, that's pretty simple once you have the grist down. So the first thing is if you're going from extract to all grain, you need to know what your brew house efficiency is. Uh, this is. Otherwise, you're going to convert it, and it, the numbers just aren't going to line up at all. And it's going to be a problem. Um, so you should know what your brew house efficiency is if you've brewed a few times on your um, on your system. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't calculated your brew house efficiency, um, you probably you should have ta you've probably taken notes from your last. Uh, your last brews, go ahead and plug them into Brewfather or Beersmith or whatever, and it's going to give you what your uh, what your efficiency is. If you haven't taken notes and you haven't calculated it, guess I suppose would be the thing, yeah. right? <laughs> Just guess. <laughs> You'd be like, ah, seventy five percent. That sounds right, or seventy two percent. That seems fine. Whatever, just get an old pot and throw some water. In some <laughs> Stir it around, you'll be fine. That's my advice. Uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, yeah, kind of. 
Um, and then you get to do the super fun bit of research. Uh, in order, like, I did a few hours of research preparing for this podcast. Just, like, running numbers, figuring stuff out, playing with things. And, oh, my God, there is, there is some research you're going to have to do. Um, we've talked about um, points or, like, uh, standard gravity yields before uh, when we were talking about calculating your brew house efficiency. There's an older episode that you can go back and do that. But essentially, um, SG yields or points are the standard gravity of the result if one pound of the sugar in question, question is dissolved in one gallon of water. And we're always doing that based off of... Um, 1046 or 46 points, which is the standard yield of one pound of sucrose in one gallon of water. Yep. So when you're using your hydrometer, it's water displacement of sugar. Yes. Um, so for extracts, it's kind of easy because uh, the points are usually listed on the manufacturer's website uh, in the stat sheet. They'll just tell you the points right there. Super nice, super easy. Also, um, digging into Brees, they will give you the percentage breakdown of the types of grains in the extract. Yep, it is called a COA sheet. It's pretty common in the industry to have a COA sheet. So you can, you know, big breweries um, will definitely reference that sheet every time and make adjustments. Which makes sense. I mean, because it's a agricultural product, it changes every time. If you want to make a consistent product, you have to modify things in the system. You gotta analyze your ingredients. Analyze. Um, yeah. So looking at the COA sheet for the malts, you can also uh, figure out the points there. Uh, there, we're looking for the um, extract percentage, dry basis, fine grind, or DBFG. Um, it can be called something else, but basically you're looking for some form of those words in a row and then a percentage. Um, and that percentage is uh, going to that's that's essentially how like using like that 46, like what percentage of that 46 is the SG. So like, uh, well, I'll give you an example in just a second here. But so then uh, so you multiply that number by 46 and that gives you the points. So if it's 80 percent, that's 0.8. Um, and then you would take uh, 0.8 or 46 times 0.8, which would give you like think like 37, 36, something like that. And that would be your points. Or your SG yield of the malt. So once you have the malts and your the malt points and your brew house efficiency, you can calculate how much grain you'll need to replace that extract. You got a pen and paper handy, everyone? Because we're gonna get into some math. Math time. Math time. First, you're going to multiply the weight of the extract uh, by your brew house efficiency modifier. Your brew house efficiency modifier is one divided by your brew house percentage as a decimal. So if it's 72%, it'd be 0.72. So one divided by 0.72. Then you're going to take that number, the weight multiplied by your brew house efficiency uh, percentage uh, or brew house efficiency modifier. You're going to take that and you're going to multiply that by the ratio of points from extract over points by grain. So I have an example because it'll make this a little easier to have real numbers. So I have a Pilsner recipe that uses nine pounds of Brees Pilsen Light DME. 
That extract has a yield of 43 points. I want to substitute substitute that for Breeze Pilsen malt, which has a yield of 37 points. My brew house efficiency is 72%. So I take I have nine pounds of extract. So I'm going to take that nine pounds and I'm going to multiply that by my brew house efficiency modifier, which is one divided by 0.72. Then I'm going to multiply that by 43 over 37, which is the ratio of extract points over malt points, which gives me 14 and a half pounds of Pilsen malt. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I spent way too long trying to write that in a way that would make sense if I read it aloud, and I don't know if I succeeded. Oh, man, I mean, I zoned out. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. But I'm just like shouting into the ether with math. <laughs> so, someone out there is writing down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. No, thank you for doing that. It has been a long time since I thought about the way that that all works. Yeah, uh, there's also calculators where you can just put the numbers in and it does the ma- the work for you. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool to think about, though. Yes. Um, And once you're able to do these conversions, uh, with a little bit of research, you can start converting other extracts as well, like uh, the traditional dark DME from Brees. That extract is 50% Munich malt, or Munich 10 uh, Lava Bond, 30% base malt, uh, 13% uh, C60, and 3% black malt. So you can either get as gritty as you want, but what I would recommend is you do a quick quick conversion, uh, take... Uh, what you believe the base mall is is probably two row, if I had to like guess. Um, right. Do uh, use the ba- uh, use the points from that to get a total amount of grain by pounds, and then take the percentages out of that. So, um, so say it's like fourteen percent. Uh, take fifty four of that, or I mean fourteen pounds. Take fifty four percent of that, and that's now your what what uh, your Munich is going to be in that recipe. Um, and so, yeah, that, that will kind of like help you dial in and then look at it and see, does this recipe make any kind of sense? Because the math could be off somewhere or like you're, you could be looking at an old stat sheet or something like that. And you like, if you're, if you're looking at something and you're seeing like it's 30% black malt, then something's broken in your recipe or your math's wrong. Just email your math to Casey. He'll fix it for no, you. No, don't do that. <laughs> want to fix your math. <laughs> oh, you're a mead maker now anyway. Just tell him no. Yeah, I'm a mead maker. I, well, I haven't made it yet. I'm an aspiring right. mead maker. Right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Jesus, you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. So here's a question I have for you, Brian, that I think you can help me out with because this is this is more your speed. Um, With extract, we're not doing any kind of mashing. How do I uh, like how do I figure out my mash temps? Oh, like what what you think that mash temp might be? Yeah. I don't. I don't know why you'd want. To know that if you've got perfectly converted 
uh, extract. Well, um, no, but uh, we're we're going from extract to all grain. So now now I need a mash temp. Oh, ah. well, what I would do is just just th- think about the style. I think <clears throat> the good way to break it down is what what our with our acronym, right? Like once again, more alcohol, less temp. Think about it. Are you are you brewing a high gravity beer? Yes. Then what do you do? More temp. Mm-hmm. But it could be high gravity, but high body. That too. So then you are likely adding some kind of adjunct in like honey or sugar. So then if you wanted that high body, then you want to mash low or sorry. High. Uh, high. Perfect. Um, and then IBU adjustment. Uh, because your boil volumes will be different for all grain and extract, you need to adjust your hopping rates, usually up for all grain. So you, especially, um, I guess, newer listeners, we haven't really talked about this much, but the amount of liquid and the amount of sugar um, and the heat all play a, um, a very important role in isomerization. So, and that's what we're doing uh, when we're adding adding hops. Isomerization is like at the very base level is we're taking the heat and we're changing um, the iso al- or the alpha acids into iso alpha acids, which contribute to the bitterness of the beer. And the amount that that's done is different for the volume that you have. So, if you're coming from extract, where you're doing half half-volume boils and then topping up with water, you're going to get a lot more extraction out of a fewer amount of hops. Hmm. And so when you increase the volume, you have to increase the hops. Um, and that, honestly, you're just going to have to use, um, like, Brewfather or something, like, or um, Beersmith or some some tool like that in order to uh, do your IBU adjustments and kind of like guess and check and plug numbers in and play with it to get what you want. And then figure out which uh, which formula that doesn't work you want to use. Do you want to use Tinseth? Who knows? Who knows? I'm a Rhaegar man myself. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, new listeners, Brian has named a lot of D&D characters off of brewing things. <laughs> Actually, that one character was Rhaegar Tinseth. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Forgot he had a last name. <laughs> yeah, I just went for it. <laughs> All right. Um, and then all grain to extract. So we're going the other way. This gets a little, like, so you can use the math, but reverse it. I gave you the formula. I'm not going to read it again. <laughs> uh, you, ha- you have all the information you need. You know how to do algebra. I believe in you. You got this. But the harder thing is taking, like, so say you have a beer that has um, base malt and Munich and like C60 or something in it, right? So say say you have you know, like something that's using Munich base and C60. How do you decide which extract you want to use? And that one I think is going to be more like, it's just more research. It's a research project. 
Right, Brian? Anything to add to that one? Like, I don't... Um, not a thing. That makes sense to me. Okay. Um, and then, any of your specialty grains? Um, and by specialty grains, we mean a lot of your roasted um, and even some of your, your sea malts. You can, you can do this way. You're going to put them in like a little sack and you're going to steep the grains in the, in the, in the wart and it'll pull out a lot of the, or all of the flavors and stuff that you want. Uh, anybody who started extract is, should be familiar with this process where you have a little, little bag. Remember those days, Brian? Yeah. A little muslin bag. Uh, you pull it out and like everybody says, squeeze it or don't squeeze it. And so you read seven conflicting things and you're not sure what to do. And so you squeeze it one time and it burns your hand. So you never squeeze it again. Oh man. It's like if you should uh, do a decoction mash or not. The answer is no. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hot side aeration though. We did talk about, and it is kind of a thing. Mostly. Kind of. Kind of. All right. I don't have a ton uh, to add to this. Do you, Brian? No. Pretty straightforward. Well, except for all the math. I have so much math here. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here then. If you guys have any... That's the wrong one. I should probably play the right song for the getting out of here music, huh? (laughs) <laughs> all right if you guys have any qu- any questions comments or show ideas uh what have you go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindersstudios.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash blindersstudios or you can follow us on instagram at blind studios and i'll see you guys next week peace